Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another Red October Halloween spooky season edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me from the Pitts Cave, the one and only host with the most, the people's champ. Shout out to Arkells, Pat Pitts. Champ of the peeps is here in, in the underground. I'm not only supporting my LBP title, but my Patriots peeps title as well. And I'm just happy to talk about something that's not Boston sports for a bit. You know, I'm kind of happy that um, we've we've hitched our wagon to the Philly bandwagon because you guys are doing a hell of a lot better in, with your sports teams. Although basketball is where like we we have you in hockey. Winter sports are crushing it, but. God, hey, can't can't I'm wrapping them can't right let now, this bro. go by. I I do have to give props a little bit, not too much, but shout out to the Fly Guys. They're off to a nice little start. I'll give them that. They're not in the pantheon of the Fightins, the Union, or the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. But the Flyers are off to a nice start. Good job, boys. Keep it up. We'll see what happens after October. Today's the last day of optimistic October, so we'll see what happens after that. Uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens with, uh, the basketball team. Keep, uh, if I, I said, if they have to be our sacrificial lamb for the Phillies to win a world series, so be it. I would like that. I would like that very much. Like I, if, I if, if it ends up, so the Phillies win a world series and doc rivers gets fired, sign me up. See, I, I just, I hate to hear doc. Rivers you you have a nostalgic view of doc but rivers. Thing, though. He, he's not a good coach anymore. Connection. He's not a good coach yeah. anymore. He needs to go, and Sam Cassell needs to be our head coach. Ooh, I do like that. I do like that. Yeah. Maybe bring Doc and put him in an exec role in, in Boston. Boom. There Doc can, can shoot. That's what I'm hey, saying, exec you, role. Put hey. him like in, a, in a nice office role. They could be great. Yeah, you guys need help in the office because uh, our former Whoa, assistant coach and do. now your suspended head coach is uh, We do. We need yikes. a moral compass We need a moral uh, in that office. We need a moral compass. <laughs> We're going to get into the World Series. We're going to get into uh, were the Astros cheating uh, because they were. Uh, we'll get into the Game 2 alleged cheating. Uh, we'll also get into the undefeated Eagles, the Philadelphia Union going to the MLS Cup for the first time in club history. And, uh, yeah, everything's coming up Philly. It's a great thing, Pitts. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. We are six count them six followers away from three K on the main Twitter account. Uh, I don't know how much long Twitter will be a website, so it'd be kind of cool to hit that, that milestone before Elon blows the thing up completely. Um, but, uh, once we get to three K, we're doing a massive giveaway. So you don't want to miss that. Follow us at underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Pitts on the Twitter machine at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It helps the show continue to grow. It helps more people join us underground. And that's what we want. We want a fun community for sports fans, by sports fans. So subscribe 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 this should be your one-stop shop for everything that's coming up philly right now nowhere else does it better just subscribe leave those five-star ratings and reviews and of course subscribe to the underground sports philadelphia youtube channel where you get full video episodes of every single podcast on the network uh once we get to a thousand subscribers big things are going to go down with each and every show uh it's going to be wild we're at 269 subscribers as of this recording uh, so we still got a ways to go. So go subscribe just and pits. They can do this now. Ready? 
I'm going to blow your mind. Shout out to YouTube oh. for integrating this. Oh, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. You type that in, it brings us right to the page. That's beautiful. That is brings you right to the page. But you got to include the at symbol. That's easy enough. Easy. YouTube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia brings you right to the page subscribe smash the subscribe button smash the like button ring the bell icon so you don't miss any episodes or any videos we're dropping uh and of course comment down below your thoughts on the phils the eagles the union the sixers the flyers and everything coming out philadelphia okay you're making my delco come out everybody let's do the fucking thing and subscribe to the youtube uh Big shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland and Pitts. Underground Sports Philadelphia is also brought to you by PHI Apparel Co. PHI Apparel Company provide unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of Philadelphia. Uh, These are our merch partners now. Merch is back. Merch is back. Merch is back. With their official, uh, with their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Just submitted our podcast logos over to PHI Apparel Company, so we'll have our own little setup in the shop over there shortly. Uh, but you guys can go over there, check out everything they got gear up for the playoffs, for the Union, for the MLS Cup, for the World Series, for the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers, you name it. They got the best merch over there. One of the best shirts pits. They have the fanatic choking out Mr. Met. It's fantastic. That's iconic. They have Icon. Swoop beating the shit out of uh, the Cowboys mascot with boxing gloves. And okay, like f- through the grapevine per sources, there's going to be a shirt with Gritty punching the shit out of the Penguins mascot coming very, very okay. soon. I like that. I like that because I hate the Penguins more than the Phillies. Or Flyers. So you guys can so. use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. And use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your order. Let's talk World Series. It is here. Matt and I previewed the World Series on the last episode. Uh, The Phils did the thing, though, and did what they had to do. They stole a game in Houston. I was at Xfinity Live for Game 1. It was absolute scenes. People were dancing on tables after the Phillies won in extra innings. Uh, JT Real Muto coming up in the clutch. The realest of the Mutos. No fake Mutos over here. Uh, Kind of a sloppy start for Aaron Nola. I kind of chalked that up to first World Series jitters. Um, But the bullpen did the damn thing and pretty much outdueled the Astros bullpen, which is all you can ask for, uh, especially with how good the Astros bullpen has been this postseason. And even when they were down 5-0, it didn't feel like they were out of it. It was so early on in the game, and knowing Justin Verlander's track record in the World Series, I felt confident that the Phillies' bats would be able to come alive and do some things in some key opportunities. They did just that. They steal game one, 6-5, in 10 innings, and uh, that's what they had to do, Pitts. They had to steal one in Houston to really feel like they would be in the driver's seat. That's what they did against the Braves. That's what they did against the Padres. They stole game one end up losing game two again like they did against the Braves and the Padres, but we all know it happened when we came back to Citizens Bank Park to play three home games against the Padres, two against the Braves. It's all coming up Philly, and I I was just thrilled to see that they just never quit. Like, even in the World Series, like, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know if that spotlight is too big. But this team, they do not give a shit about what's going on. Garrett Stubbs said it best after game one. He said, you know, we've been doing this all year. We don't give a shit if we go down. Like, the only thing anybody was saying in the in the dugout was, okay, we got to go out and get five runs because we just gave up five. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this too. Uh, he said that everyone in the, on the Phillies drinks a shit, to, uh, shit ton of coffee, and they're always beamed up. Dude, you gotta say caffeinated. I'm, I'm not kidding you. That's how I get through my They're day. Like, beamed up, Pitts. Beamed up. All right. First off, that's the weird. I like Boston being called Beantown is probably the biggest question I still have to this day. But you have to say beamed up, though, especially in that scenario. And my thing with watching that, I only caught like the tail end of it at the bar. Did see extra innings though, and like you said, they just didn't stop fighting. You know, it seemed like five nothings felt 
five nothing felt like one nothing. They just didn't care. And the fact that they came back and showed they can, that's a team that's dangerous to win a World Series, especially stealing one. And then you're gonna go and play. Do they play three in this in the World Series? At yeah. You're gonna play three games in Philly with that crowd. Like home field advantage is a real thing. It is a a thousand percent a real thing, but it depends on the market. Phillies, Philly just got the numbers. They got the crowd. They they're gonna have the advantage when it comes to home field because I mean, if you can steal one on the road, that means that it doesn't matter where you end up doing it. And you know, I thought it was just sweet, sweet chin music that. That, ah, I knew he did that. I see he did that. Uh, that that as as Bo Wolf from the Athletic, who covers the Eagles, put it best. He tweeted this, called him May Mayonnaise Gumby, Kyle Tucker, that loser. He has turned into the the Philadelphia villain of this series so far. Um, having said pre-series that hopefully we get this done in four. Well, guess what, Kyle? You're not getting it done in four. Um, he hits two home runs against us in that first game, which was just like, here we go. I tweeted he's Southwest Brandon Nimmo. Um, <laughs> that's I how I Southwest feel about Kyle Tucker like now. Just, and uh, for Real Muto's home run to just go over his head and go into the stands was just beautiful. It was poetic. Um, I can't stand Kyle Tucker anymore. And I was a big fan of his. I thought he was a great player. Uh, a bunch of people that I know that are Astros fans said if they could have picked one Astros player to be the shit talker of this series, they would have said 25 other players before Kyle Tucker. Um, yeah, I, I truly, yeah. truly can't stand him anymore. And yeah, that's just, just like sucks. A, that's my thing. Like, I just I don't know of him. But when I saw that, I was like, why is this guy taught? Like, it's not one of the big names like that you would expect to. And for him to say that, just like, are, that, okay, weird. And he's such a dork. When like, it's that guy who says it, that's what it would. That's when it pisses you off and gives you even more bulletin board material because you're like, this guy's saying it, really? All right, let's shut him up. And like, dude, you, like this Philly team is just all about shutting uh, up people. Oh yeah, and like you see Tucker's bat break in the one at bat against Nola, and it was the cleanest break of a bat I've ever seen. In my like, it was like video game broken, like. Yeah. Broke right at the handle. There was no splintering. Like, seemed a little sus to me. Um, and then come to find out, game two starts, and we go on the Fox broadcast, and, you know, Joe Davis, who I think has been fantastic, um, been a big fan of him this postseason. He's had, you know, a lot of people are complaining online about the broadcast and everything. It's like when another team is up, they're painting that narrative. That's their job. So, like, just relax. Joe Davis, I think, has done a fantastic job at the age of 34 filling the shoes of Joe Buck uh, in his first World Series. He's had so many iconic Phillies calls this postseason. Like when Real Muto hit the inside the park home run against the Braves, Real Muto can run for days. Like that's iconic. Hoskins, like th the three home runs he's hit, Joe Davis, iconic calls. Like he's a Reese Hoskins owning October. Uh, redemption ones like he's been great and then Harper the swing of his life call is going to go down in Philadelphia sports history yeah even um, I remember I, I'm, I remember hearing that one like unbelievable Sorry, stuff yeah. uh Joe Davis and John Smoltz who John Smoltz you know former brave I have a soft spot for John, spot for John Smoltz he wants to get his act together and be a little more part like non-partial he needs to be down the middle more not leaning well, towards the Astros the, the, he's now the Tim McCarver Tim McCarver yeah. was anti Sox every time. McCarver was anti Phillies, and he played for the Phillies. That's why I mean, there's always going to be that guy, that villain. But Smoltz like, needs to look. Smoltz needs to take a page out of Tony Romo's book. Like Romo will call an Eagles game down the middle, and he played for the Cowboys. But he's not biased against the Eagles. It's great. Um, but they come out and say, Martin Maldonado, MLB informed him that. The bat he was using in game one, which, mind you, Pad Pitts, he went one for three and got an RBI with that bat, was gifted to him from Albert Pujols, who, if you all tuned in during our Home Run Derby stream, that's when I went full villain mode against Albert Pujols. And then it continued in the postseason when the Philadelphia Phillies baseball organization put an end to that old man's career. Um, 
gifted one Martin Maldonado this bat, and Martin Maldonado just thought it was okay to use. Well, guess what? That bat was actually outlawed when MLB redid their standards for bats. Pujols was grandfathered in, which I don't understand how you can grandfather in a bat if you're. I, I think it's very different well, than. Pujols, that's why. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's very different than the hockey rule with like the visors and like, you know, in the PLL this year, um, players who are coming in, you have to wear chest pads. If you played in the PLL from 19 to 21, you don't have to wear them, but you can. Um, I think it's very different than that. You're using your tool that helps you succeed in the game. If you're outlawing that, it should be outlawed across the board. Um, I don't, I don't want to hear any, oh, he was grandfathered in because he came into the league before 2010. I think that's bullshit. First of all, um, second of all, Martin Maldonado came into MLB in 2011. So he was not allowed to use this bat, but the, the broadcast just like glanced over it. Like it was no big deal. And like, this isn't the fucking Houston Astros who got caught with a cheating scandal. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I was flabbergasted, like how nonchalant they were about it. It's just it's funny to me that it's just like, oh yeah, the Astros cheated. Like that's it. Like it's not a big thing. There's no. It's just like, oh, that's what they do. Like that's what we're classifying it as. Essentially, it blew ridiculous. my mind. Like. Oh, how he's not like even suspended for a game like if that's anybody else on any other team that player is suspended thrown in the gulag fined like martino it's just like oh whoopsies Oopsie, we'll get him next time <laughs> dude that's what they, that's what that's it's that's crazy is People who cheat are expected to be cheaters so that when they cheat, it's like no big deal. Like, and like, luckily the Phillies won game one, so it didn't truly affect anything. But like that added a run to the ball Astros. Don't lie, Kyle, ball don't lie. Exactly. I could not believe how just like tiptoe around that they were. I, I share your feelings, but I also am just not shocked at the MLB doing everything like that to cover up something. Because that would bring more attention to them. Even though it's negative, it'd bring attention to them, which is the last thing they want. They like, if that's the Seattle Mariners who made the, the World Series for the first time oh, in two, like, crucified. first time, like, ever, that player would be suspended for the entire World Series. Like, they'd be gone. Martyr. They'd be done. They would yeah. force them to send them to AAA, even though the AAA season is over. Yeah, because they're that cruel. It's ridiculous, dude. The MLB just If that was if that was like any player on the Phillies, they'd be put in prison. Well, yeah, cuz they're from Philly. That's they would they, that's it, why. It, we would riot. Like that's what I we, could yeah, not that's believe. What and then I want to get your take from an outside perspective. There's Ooh. no stake in the game for you truly outside no. of you working for a company and you want to see the Phillies succeed. Um and I can probably speak for you. You're not the biggest fan of the Astros. No, I don't fucking like that. I, I like the so I like Altuve for a while, but then after they cheated, I was like, "Yeah, everyone tried to compare it to the Black Sox, which I don't at no, all." No, it's I very different. Very different, but I just still like, cheating, but very different. It is, and it's not like the steroid era either. It's like they are deliberately knowing when it's going to happen, and that's the other element of baseball. Why certain players are better than others is that anticipation. And when you take that out of it, I mean, it's fucking T-ball at that point. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, all those men playing this game, playing T-ball, it's, you know, a joke. So that's where my issue comes in with it. And plus, like, it's the Astros. Like, they just – they have a lot of unlikable guys to me. And I just was never a fan of them to begin with. Did you see uh, Castellanos lift his shirt up when he made that Oh, catch? my God, dude. That's – I see another reason why I fucking love that man so much the goat like, shout out to my it, castellanos like family that. like it, it, like it's just i i am not a fan of the astros and especially for them cheating it just is like another added layer where like you have like perfect example like people hate boston sports fans or whatnot and boston is because of cheating and stuff and like in certain it's, it's like it's different forms of cheating in a way 
And that's the thing. It's like, oh, you're like, you're doing something because you're just tiptoeing around the line just to see what you can get away with. Where this is just deliberate, just knowing what you're doing. And yeah. that's where I draw the line. So I want to get your perspective on Framber Valdez and the way that he was, as people are saying, he's a twitchy guy and was rubbing his hands with the baseball and kind of rubbing in the corner of his one hand and then walking off the field every single time he would grab his hat, grab his hair, rub that inseam of your thumb and your pointer finger for the people not watching on YouTube uh, onto his jersey and into his pocket and everything before he went to uh, the umpire to get checked. And then Pitching Ninja uh, on Twitter tweeted that, you know, he's done this all year. Like, it's not just the playoffs. Like, he had been doing this since game one that he started, which just kind of is, you know, more questioning in my brain than anything else. But uh, it's like you're a team that is known for cheating. You're a team that has had guys in the past use the sticky stuff, a.k.a. one Garrett Cole, when he pitched for the Astros, was using spider tack, um, which at the time it was not illegal, but now it is. You would think you would try to not make something like that so fucking obvious. And yeah. when everybody is laser focused on you, especially after the night before, it comes out that one of your teammates was doing something illegal. You think you would think you would tone it down a little bit is what I have to say. Was he cheating? We'll never know. You know, a lot of people said the way the the umpires were checking him, it was like that famous uh, video meme of the guys at security. Oh, yeah, the, just my favorite. Uh, yeah, we're just so uh, funny. Um, which kind of was. Uh, Casper the ghost. But I don't know. It was. It was just. It was very suspect to me. Not the first suspect thing in our corners that we've seen this week, which no. we'll get into later. Um, but very suspect. Just very like. I don't know. I if I was from Valdez and if I was Dusty Baker, I'd be like, hey, let's tone that down a little bit. Yeah, it just looks obvious. It's just yes. to me when I saw it, like, I, as you said, no stake in the game. I'm just looking at it. And when I see it, I just, like, think, oh, maybe they should check on him for doing that. Like, when a guy does a certain motion like that, even if it is ritual, just go out and check mid-inning. He can't do anything if you just check it right off Which the Which I was glad Rob Thompson didn't, like, say go check him because then it's kind of like a, a bitch move type thing. Yeah. Not that it's like against the rules, but it's it's very Mets on Joe Musgrove. Um, so I was fine with that. And Rob Thompson addressed it after the game and said, you know, did they think something was going on? They said, yeah, we noticed it. Um, but these umpires are, are checking them every inning. And, uh, you know, we, we felt like, you know, they were doing their job and everything. So they didn't want to really address it um, too much further. And if MLB found anything, they'll be the ones to handle it. I don't know. Am I saying he cheated? No. Did it seem very suspicious and like weird? Absolutely. Um, but the Phillies lose game two. They had opportunities to win it. I don't know if you saw this too, Pitts. Do you follow uh, that umpire account where they do like the umpire report cards? Uh, yeah. Wait, didn't what's his face get a hundred percent? Yeah. Game two's umpire had a perfect game. <laughs> those are the, un the un that you you're not going to hear about those perfect games. No, Which, and honestly, somebody did say that. In this day and age, in this day and age, this should be recognized. Like yeah. the fact that he was that down the middle in a like important critical game. I think they said there was no like bullshit. six. There was six like pitches that were off in the expected strike zone, but the overall strike zone, he was a hundred percent. Yeah, but like six pitches on and off, like that's that's fine. It's I don't see that an issue. Like that's what I mean with well, if. The umpires are so bad now that everyone wants automated umpires, which I think that... I think sense. that guy should be the uh, the home plate umpire for the rest of the series. I agree. If he's going to be better. that good, let him be the home plate umpire for the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. You should definitely earn yourself, and there should be no switching around like usual. Like, if you have put, over a, put on a performance like that, it's like you got to ride the hot hand. 100%. And, uh... Game three now shifts to Philadelphia tonight as we record this on Halloween, the anniversary of the 2008 World Series champion parade for the Phils. You look Halloween hilarious. night. Dude, you it was... look hilarious in that photo. Like, with yeah. no beard and the smile just like 
literal ear long to hair ear. down to my shoulders oh my god dude like that is a i don't know him i want yeah. to know that kid yeah that kid, that was a cool that kid is man a guy i want to know it was incredible oh my god the picture is incredible uh anniversary of the parade uh i was wrong in my prediction of who was going to be throwing out the first pitch um but tonight in philly is going to be absolute madness hopefully this rain stays away um because it's supposed to rain here and hopefully it it doesn't hopefully that subsides but i don't know if you saw who was throwing out the first pitch they're going uh philadelphia championship legends for the ceremonial first pitch tonight pits it's four guys michael jack schmidt dr j Bernie Perrant and so Brandon Graham. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Four Philadelphia rookie. icons that is, who that is have all won championships one. for their respective teams. They never won? They all did. They all won oh, championships. All yeah, thought, okay, yeah, that's okay. Because everyone's yeah. like, oh, you could have you done Brian Dawkins, and it's like, no offense oh. to B-Doc, he's my hero. Right. He, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Brandon Graham did. Favorite. My one B of favorite football players ever or safeties ever. It's B Doc and Ed Reed. But no, imagine Rocky was thrown out like Sylvester Stallone just came out there. It wouldn't shock me if he's there one of these games. One of these, like yeah. He's been at Eagles games like flexing before, like when Creed was coming out, and now that Creed three is on the horizon. Uh it wouldn't shock me if he ends up at one of these games. But Brandon Graham, Dr. J, Bernie Perrant, and Michael Jack Schmidt throwing out the ceremonial first pitches tonight uh, for guy? game three. Uh, I thought it was going to be Cole Hamels because oh, World Series MVP guy. in 2008, anniversary of the parade tonight. I thought it was going to be Cole Hamels, but I'm not mad. You get the crowd fired up on Halloween in Philadelphia with four icons in this city. Um, very, very excited for that. Game four is going to be Jimmy Rollins throwing out the first pitch. And then everybody's suspected game five guess, especially if they win these next two games, is uh, Brad Lidge throwing it out to Carlos Ruiz. Oh. Oh. Which, nice. if that happens, we ain't losing, as no, Bryce Harper no once shot. said. There's no shot you were to lose. Um, but yeah, game three tonight, Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Phils, going up against Lance McCullers. Dude, you got the God of Thunder on the mound. How can, how can you how can you lose with the God of Thunder? I just find it so poetic that Noah Syndergaard is starting a World Series game for the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, while the Mets just, are at home. Yeah, that's the best part. That's about the best part about this game is the fact that Noah Syndergaard is pitching and the Mets fans and like players and fans. Shout out Steve. Yeah, shout out it's, Steve. I, it's, dude, I oh, personally don't. I am so happy that the Mets lost, just yes. because of that. Like, oh, I just it just brings just sweet, sweet joy, delicious my life. Because if Boston's not winning anything, you're damn sure New York's not winning shit. So let's give it to the little brother Philly and just like root for him. That's my logic. Not give it to New York. Um, oh, that would be so iconic. I'm excited for Syndergaard. Like, he's been good with the Phillies. Like, he's been exactly what I expected him to be. Like, he's not that flamethrower that he was with the Mets anymore, but he's learned how to pitch. He's not just a thrower anymore. Like, he mixed in the off-speed a lot more often now because his fastball is lower in velocity. But if he can get through... And, like, Syndergaard has good numbers against the Astros in his career. So, like, that's a positive... Um, I'm, I'm expecting like four innings from Syndergaard tonight because he hasn't pitched like lengthy into games since like early September, maybe even August. Um, he's been in the bullpen primarily, which I wasn't a big fan of, but it's worked. Um, so if you can get four innings out of Syndergaard tonight, I feel real good about the Phillies chances. Um, because I think Lance McCullers might be the worst starter the Astros are throwing out there, and that's no slight at him. I think he's a very good pitcher, um, but I think he's the worst of the four that they'll be throwing out there. So if you can take your opportunities, the Phillies have to work counts. That's been my biggest like want to pull my hair out moment is like guys swinging first pitch, 
not working the count, not getting the pitch count up on some of these starters for the Astros and even some of the relievers. That's why I said, too, I don't care who is on the mound for the Astros, a lefty or a righty. Bryson Stott has to be in the lineup for the remainder of the series because the way he works counts and is so disciplined at the plate. He like He's had two at-bats against Astros pitching in this series already where he's gone 10-plus pitches against them and gotten on base. Yeah. You, you can't need, teach that. Yeah. Moneyball. You got to stay disciplined at the plate, and that's what's going to win you these games. I mean, you can't. That's the thing the Astros, they want you to swing and miss. They want to get you on those pitches. So if you can just stay disciplined at the plate, I mean, you're already, you're already a step ahead of them. And the Phillies are so much better at home than they, and not that they've been bad on the road this postseason. Oh, like they've won, they've won four games on the road this postseason, which is all they've really had to do. Um, but they're 7 0, knock on wood. At home this postseason. Night and day. Their offensive production has been way better at Citizens Bank Park. That's when Reese Hoskins has gotten hot. That's when Bryce Harper's been hitting to the opposite field. That's where you've seen Kyle Schwarber get hot. I like the Phillies playing at home. Um, so I'm excited for, you know, this game. And I think it's... If the Phillies win game three, I'm feeling real good about the rest of the series. I would feel real good. Especially you got two in Philly. Yeah. It's it's tough to win in Philly. So I'm feeling good right now. Um, but you guys can go to our homies over at playpickup.com, play the hottest headlines in sports, including World Series props, NFL, NBA, NHL, uh, NASCAR, you name it. They got the props for you over at playpickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports. Rack up points on your fan profiles. Cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Patty Pitts, the Philadelphia Eagles are undefeated still. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's just so nice because I was a big proponent of Jalen Hurts. Everyone was trying to ride him off and be like, oh, he's just another running quarterback fa you know, facade. And I'm like, no, he can throw, and he's he's got the tools to do it. He's finally showing it off. And, dude, speaking of streams, that draft day stream, A.J. Brown, that trade is literally probably the one trade that, like, made their season. Crazy. Because after his performance this week, I obviously benefited from it in fantasy. Thank God. That's why I, I benefited from it because I don't know if I told you this. I uh, placed a prop bet early in the season on a certain sports book for A.J. Brown's touchdown total for the season over. The line was six and a half. It felt very low to me preseason. And then going into this week, I was like, all right, A.J., we got to pick it up a little bit. He's now up to five total touchdowns on the season with eight games, nine games to go. Yeah. I'm feeling he almost had a fourth touchdown, too, which I would have been like, let's go. We're right there. Um, he's so good, and it's so funny that the Titans just traded him and, like, refused to pay him. And, like, not that I wish injury on anybody because I like Traylon Burks as a receiver, but it sucks that he's injured for the Titans and just the NFL because I think he's they very talented. Um, but, like, that's who the Titans drafted with the pick that they got for A.J. Brown. It's just... And look yeah. at what A.J. Brown is doing right now, like, posting, posting unbelievable... Uh, social media posts about the game. He posted a on Instagram like ten slide thing, and then four photos on uh, Twitter. And one of the things was uh, like a movie theater marquee, and it says, "I'm that song you skipped and found out later it was fire." That is. How so could you not captain. love him? He's so good. Oh, that's so a great good. captain, dude. He is so like he's so good. He's so big and he's so cool. Like, and he's so cool too. Like he's Batman. Like he's Dude, just he's when he caught that touchdown in double coverage and those guys fell to their knees and he's just counting them. Like that's just pure, utter, cocky, arrogant. I love it. I love that from you. any receiver. I'm like I'm better than you. I sunned you. You're you suck. You're trash. You can't guard me. Like, like I love that shit from any receiver. I don't care who you are. If you have the the talent and the ability to get up and get a touchdown like that you you can celebrate however you want oh absolutely and, and AJ Brown's not the only receiver in that receiving core that's 
you know, elite will say. Or because cool. Devonta Smith. Devonta so got cool. Him and, like, he's cool too, and he doesn't have to do as much as he was expected to. I mean, fucking pe- Zach Pascal's catching touchdowns. Quez Watkins. Like, I Dallas Goddard. I love Quez Watkins now. I'm, I, I've jumped ship. I used to just be like, he's the most random name. Like, whatever, but, like, dude, he's just working his way on the roster every year. Dallas Goddard doing the damn thing. Like, Jalen Hurts is just the coolest. Like, he's the coolest quarterback in the NFL. He, dude, yeah, he's got some drip. Like, he's just so suave, so well-dressed. Like. So just cool. So poised. That's, yeah, that was what took the words out of my mouth. Poised. You want a fun, you want some fun stats? Love it. AJ Brown is the first Eagles wide receiver with three touchdowns in a single in the first half since Kevin Curtis in 2007. Wow, I would not have guessed that. And he's the first Eagles receiver with three touchdown receptions and over 100 receiving yards in a game since 2013 when Riley Cooper did it. <laughs> That's awesome. TBT to him. God, that's like, unbelievable. It's just crazy that this team was like just one big talented wide receiver away from like the offense being what it is. Yeah. It's wild like how drastic of a of a switch gets flipped when a guy like AJ Brown comes in and like he's the most talented receiver I've seen play for the Eagles in my opinion outside of T.O. Yes. Yeah. Talent wise, yes. I would like agree. it's like that's one one A. It's T O, it's AJ Brown. And AJ Brown's just getting started. Like by the time it's all said and done, I hope AJ Brown is a career eagle from here on out. He's oh. gonna end up being the most talented and successful wide receiver, maybe like to go alongside Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, because what AJ Brown does, like he has that DK Metcalf type build yeah. where he's just a genetic freak. But combine that with actual good route running unbelievable hands like all the speed you need speed like all the qualities you need for a wide receiver com- like paired with that just genetic freak athlete body i mean dude it just makes jalen hurts job so much easier jalen so hurts much- ran the ball on sunday twice which is tied for the fewest he's ever run the ball and the only other time he ran twice in a game was one of the games last year when he was nursing that injured ankle that's he doesn't need that's what he dude if you but if I was told I was told run, Pat Pitts we were told Jalen Hurts can't throw the deep ball. He we can't. were told he Jalen can't. Hurts is not an accurate passer. No, he's he's not. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're hearing these things. But. The Jalen the 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 job of hating Jalen Hurts must suck. Oh, I, I that is a weight I don't wanna carry. <laughs> That is just that's that's a cross I don't want to bear bear whatever the fuck. I just uh, that is a I do not want to be that guy because you just look foolish. You look absolutely foolish. Speaking of Deshaun Jackson, I don't think I've brought this up on this show. Do you want a fun fact about Deshaun Jackson and I love his fun fact about ties Jackson. to the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, it's yeah. brought to you because this stat is so cool. It's brought to you by our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Uh, you guys can go to tomahawkshades.com, get your sunglasses, get your blue light glasses, especially now that you know. It's going to start getting darker sooner, so you're not going to have a lot of sunlight. I don't like saying that out loud, but you need to wear your Blue Light Plus glasses when you're watching the World Series, your favorite NFL uh, teams, NBA, basketball, your favorite shows and movies. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's TomahawkShades.com, code USP at checkout for 25% off your order. Deshaun Jackson, Pat Pitts, is the only receiver in Eagles history to catch a 50-plus-yard touchdown from every franchise quarterback in Eagles history since 1999. No way. He caught a 50-plus-yard touchdown from Donovan McNabb, Kevin Cobb, Nick Foles, uh, Michael Vick, Carson Wentz, and Jalen Hurts. That's incredible. That is a hell of a stat. Kevin Cobb, fuck Kevin Cobb. I hate him so much. Like he he's played the like I lost, he's the reason I lost my first ever fantasy season 
and what spiraled. He played like four games as an Eagle, and yet Deshaun Jackson has a 50-yard touchdown reception from him. Yes, because Deshaun Jackson and 50-yard touchdowns are basically automatic. Dude, Donovan, Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, and Jalen Hurts have all thrown 50-plus-yard touchdown passes to Deshaun Jackson. I think if you asked anyone, the most shocking person to throw a 50-yard touchdown out of that would be Carson Wentz. Uh, I would probably say Cobb, or when it happened, I would say Jalen Hurts, because it was Hurts' rookie season. Oh, all right. When, it was 2020. Okay, yeah. Like, I oh, think yeah, those two are more the, shocking. And he, he came in against the Saints, right? Uh, It was a game against the Cowboys. Oh, his first start was against the Saints. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that was where, yes. Okay. Yeah, my, no, I'm, I'm on. But, like, that was just mind-blowing stat to me. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Um, but the Eagles undefeated. They get the Texans on Thursday night football uh, this coming week. Matt and I will talk about it. Eagles enemies later this week as well. Uh, we'll break that all down. But the NFL trade deadline is also coming up on Tuesday. Uh, Eagles obviously got Robert Quinn from the Bears. Roquan Smith gets traded today as we record this to the Ravens. So he's not teaming back up with his bestie boo, Robert Quinn, unfortunately. Um, allegedly, Pets, the rumors are the Eagles aren't done. Everybody's saying the Eagles got another trick up their sleeve. They're not done wheeling and dealing. I don't know how I feel about it. The alleged rumor is Kareem Hunt. I don't want Kareem Hunt right. on this team. You know what? You know what? No. Okay, I'm drawing a line. Champion speaking. Okay, I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> To be I'm fair, I do not want Kareem Hunt on this team because I don't want a domestic abuser on my team. Okay, well, yeah, well, I'm I'm going strictly facts here. Football, I I don't talk about that. We talk about what's going on in the field, and what is going on in the field is Kareem Hunt should not be on a Philadelphia Eagles field. He shouldn't like. In, I understand the Browns trading him. I get it. It makes sense because you already have Nick Chubb, and he seems like if you just develop him a little bit uh, with his pat, you know catching pass catching ability then you have a very good top eight five running back but with kareem hunt he cannot go to a team like the eagles because they already have Miles sanders which if you if i said this about i would say a few months ago i'd be called an idiot but look what he's done he's had a pretty good season so far this year and it's just it would be better and you'd get more value from for, yeah for him if you were to trade him to another team, I'm not saying trade him to the Patriots either. I don't want to, you know, my bias to get thrown. In. I don't. The Patriots don't need him, but another team does. That like maybe the Rams, you know, let's you know maybe dump Cam Akers, just let him play out the rest of the year on the Browns contract, whatever. And then if you add Cream Hunt in that Rams offense, that'd be fucking electric. You know what I mean? Or just like there's a lot more. Maybe Seattle because you don't have. Oh, they have Ken's block. But the point is, the Eagles don't need him. I'm going on a rant here because I really yeah, they mean, I don't, they don't need him. The Miles Sanders has been good this year. That's what I mean. He's been fine. And like He's been scoring touchdowns, something he hasn't done since 2020. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm just, I'm not the biggest Kareem Hunt guy either. Um, well, I think he's the best running back in the league. If you, for his ceiling. I think his ceiling is best running back in the league. I'm not a big Kareem Hunt guy in the sense that you're going to be giving up draft capital for a running back that's going to be a free agent after the year. Yeah, that's and that's... Oh, and I'm also, obviously, the off-field issues. I just dealt with my baseball team having to, you know, squander with a, a domestic abuser in center field for half of the summer uh, until Brandon Marsh was acquired. So I don't want to go down that train either again. Um I just think there's, like, the guy, if I were to make a trade, and I know you'll hate this, um, if the Eagles were to make a trade for a running back, I would want them to trade for Jamal Williams. I hate that because of how good of a take that is. Not because, you, like, like, Jamal, Jamal he can catch the ball two. out of the backfield. Um, he's, he's a power runner. You know, he gives you that. He, he reminds me a lot of, like, Jay Ajayi slash LeGarrette Blunt in 2017 for the Eagles, where, like, he can get between the tackles, he's he's physical, 
and then he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is not one of Miles Sanders' strong suits. And it gives you a, a more physical back as opposed to what Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott present. Yeah. Jamal Williams is a great two that can complement Sanders well because he can bring, like, when Sanders needs that, you know, extra time, like, extra breast, Williams can come in there and just be an absolute just force. Like, just bulldozer up the gut because he runs with so much power and just the way he explodes off the line it's like you want that out of a one but he's giving you that as a two and he doesn't need to be that one guy you know what i mean he just wants to do his part for the team and yeah he would fit in the eagles really well but yeah i I think he's just i don't think he's on the market and he's a he's a good vibes guy like he's like he fits the vibes of this eagles team which the eagles uh pits i think they have just signed uh, a member to their practice squad that is a member of the Hall of Fame all-name team. If you say little John Humphrey, I'm going to get really sad. No. Uh, corner. He's a defensive back, so it makes it even cooler. Cornerback, Javelin Guidry. That's Hall of Fame all-name team. Dude, that, yeah, that's, that's something. Javelin that Guidry. That is a hell of a name. That's incredible. Oh I want to shake his parents' hands. Oh, that's just great. It's really great when the parents do their job and give their child a great name. Like, that's an impeccable name. Well done. I hope he gets a good number, too, because then he'll truly pass the test. Uh, A little breaking news here, too, Pitts. Uh, The NBA has announced it has rescinded six or second-round picks in 2023 and 2024 uh, from their tampering findings with uh, James Harden. Do you guys even care? Like, just, yeah, because I don't. I, I really like to me. You, I would love to give my thoughts about it, something like that, but it's just it means nothing to me. It's a slap on the wrist, and it's it no sucks time. for the purposes of where the Sixers are now in terms of like getting trades to go through because you would throw those types of draft picks in a trade. Okay, yep. But I I think the whole tampering investigation thing is so shoddy and dumb. Like oh bullshit. The only reason that they did it is because it's the Sixers. Adam Silver hates the Sixers, and that's the only reason they did it. And that's that on that. Um, Pitts, the Philadelphia Union, though. Everything's coming up Philly. They are the Eastern Conference champions in the MLS. They take down NYCFC 3-1 on Sunday night in Philly. They tie an MLS record for most consecutive home wins uh, in the history of MLS with 11 straight at home, including the postseason. Uh, and now I want to get your take on this as a non-soccer fan, really. Uh, I find this very strange that a championship game uh, that is just a one-off game is being played at LAFC for the championship, which is the union's opponent. Um very rare that you get both one seeds in MLS to go toe to toe for a championship, but they play the game at the number one overall seed for the champion. I find that very strange. I don't understand why it's not a neutral site. It's it's minor league. That's a good way. That's a good way to put it. Is that when leagues do that, it's because they just it's it's not a good marketing thing. It's just it's not a good league thing where you have just so the number strange. one team hosting because then it just doesn't give it that playoff feel it doesn't give it that championship lore where if you did have it at a neutral site you could fill the stadium with both fans of both sides promotion like you can do so much more with it and it's very just simple and you can't be simple for any championship game in any league you know it's the championship for a reason i i do i don't like that at all it's very I, weird very minor league. It's not like the okay. NBA, MLB, or NHL where it's a series. Yeah, that's and you're going back and forth. That makes more sense. But I feel like it should be more like the NFL. Yeah. Or you know, even like in the instance of the PLL that we cover here, like championship games at a neutral site. Obviously, there's no home bases for these teams, really. But no, I, but I just found it weird that that's where the yeah, game is. That is weird. I would think like. If it's LA and Philly, do like a Chicago or like a Texas or yeah. you know what I mean? Like do like a warm a warm place located. Like the MLS has gotten very like super popular over the past decade and 
I think has enough of a following that like you'd be able to rent out one of your stadiums in your league for a one game championship. Well, I didn't even think that was that was simple minded of me to not even think that the other teams just open one of their stadiums and then just run it. If you want to bring in your own crew and just say, oh, we don't need your stadium crew. Have the day off or come for a game. Come for the game. Give them tickets. And then they pass out. Like, there's so much you can do with it. And it's just they're missing out because they're not taking a step back and looking at it from a, you know, I would say realistic standpoint. It's very strange to me that that's the case. Um, But nonetheless, both teams, LAFC and the Philadelphia Union, in their first championship game, appearance in franchise histories um both are the one seeds only reason that the game is in la is because of a tiebreaker as well uh both teams finished with the same amount of points this year but la had a better win loss record and that's your tiebreaker um so they get the home game for the championship but this has been the best philadelphia union team that matt has seen that i have seen since I've started, you know, watching the Union more diligently. And the fact that the Eagles are undefeated, the fact that the Phillies are in the World Series, the Flyers are off to such a hot start, and now the Union are playing for a championship as well on top of that. The craziest part of this whole thing, Pitts, is if the World Series goes seven games, the Phillies and the Union could be playing for a championship on the same exact day. That w- I think that would be a first in history. That has to be. I've never heard of something like that. Where two franchises of different sports, but from the same city, playing in a championship game on the same day. I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's crazy. It's nonsense. The, uh, the funniest thing I saw was, uh, since all five teams are playing right now, it's a it's a pentagon. That was that was I didn't I I, I didn't like how I liked that. Hey, that you know we, we got a pentagon going over here in Philadelphia. Everybody, we got the Union, the Flyers, the Sixers, the Eagles, the Phils, all playing at once. It's a pentagon. Yeah, I, we we don't we don't talk like that up here. We talk a little something like this, you know how you, how the pats are just yeah, terrible. Yeah, you, you pronounce "car" goes. with ten H's. Yeah, like how every American should. Uh, and did you see? Did you see uh, the King of Boston, uh, Bill Burr, tweeting about the World Series the other day? No, Bill Burr, the King of Boston. I think there's five other names that could go over that, but uh, he's he's my King of Boston. I thought you I used to. King of Boston, I said, I immediately thought John Krasinski. Oh, no. He's he's the king of Multiverse 838. Um, <laughs> so, Bill Burr is rooting for the Phillies in this World Series. He hates the Astros. Good! Good. Uh, I love how another Bostonian. So, here we go. Uh, this was for Game 1, he was tweeting. The team that fixed the 2017 World Series is up 2-0 on the Philadelphia Phillies. Altuve, Sands trash can, hits into an inning-ending double play. So we're just not calling him by name. Someone tweeted him a Houston Trastros logo. He retweeted it. I love that. Halliburton, Joel Osteen, and the Houston Astros. <laughs> okay. Who's Joel Osteen? He's the mega church guy that wouldn't oh, let people in him. during the hurricane. Oh, my God. He's a loser. Douche. Oh, uh, okay, the pot has been stirred. My work is done. Go Phillies. The trash can is working. Woo! Hashtag Phillies. <laughs> that's, see, those are like tweets that I would do. I, I, I We tweet very similar. Where you just, just woo, like, just noises. I also love, and, and you, you'll be a little offended by this, being a Patriots fan. But oh. we've mentioned this a couple times on the pod. There was, uh, somebody tweeted, I want you to hop in the time machine back to 2017, where this little football team from Philadelphia 
during their playoff run was dubbed underdogs. Their first matchup that they played was against a team with a bird mascot. Their second team that they played in their playoff run as underdogs had a human-like mascot. And then the third team they played in their championship was against a heavy favorite who had a track record in their franchise for cheating. And then... Well, that's just history repeating itself. You, you jump to 2022, where this little baseball team from Philadelphia was dubbed underdogs during their postseason run. Their first-round matchup was against a team with a bird mascot. Their next two matchups were against teams with human-like mascots. And then their championship matchup was against a heavy favorite who had a track record in their franchise for cheating. Stars are aligned to me. (laughs) And then we had this a little bit closer to home. Our original producer, Tyler Steinbrenn, back in 2017, in January of 2017, or 2018, I'm sorry, before the Eagles played in the Super Bowl, uh, got called up on stage by the, the famous band from Las Vegas, The Killers, to play drums with them to a song called Reasons Unknown. Uh, in front of a sold-out Wells Fargo Center right before the Eagles went to go on and play and win the Super Bowl. And then a few weeks ago in September, our good friend Tyler Steinbrine got called back up on stage in front of a sold-out Wells Fargo Center to play drums with the Killers to a little song called Reasons Unknown weeks before the Phillies would go on a playoff and World Series run. (laughs) This the, the connection. This is going to be like Abraham Lincoln JFK type shit. Like this is like, like I, I am really. You want to talk about Halloween spooky? This is this is spooky. You got you got any more? Or? That's all I got right now. Oh, I was I I'm like on the edge of my seat looking for more facts here. Um, but yeah, those are the two connections there. It's pretty wild. Um. But yeah, the Union are playing for a championship, and then uh, this past week, I went viral. You did. You. I was did. part of a viral sensation across the internet. Uh, we have the official statement from Coach Russo on the Dan Russo Show, which uh, came out this weekend. Some uh, some shady refereeing went down at Violent High School's postseason tournament game, and uh, it made national news. It went around. Barstool, the big lead, uh, NFL memes. Uh, it was allegedly on Sports Center, from what we were told. And um, your boy was on the broadcast <laughs> for that game. It's just incredible. That's just like absolutely incredible that it was Vinelin of all high school teams. When I first started, I didn't think anything of it. I'm not looking at the you know ticker bar or anything. And I just see that just shady shit going down. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I just, like, look at it. I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. So give it the like, whatever. And then when you sent it in the Fantastic Four group, I fucking lost it. Like, no way you were on the broadcast for this. I was just, like, rafflecoptering everywhere. Just, like, of course it is. And the fact you got him on, too, day after for the official He wanted to do it. It's his show on our network. Very, very thankful that we have that partnership with uh, Vineland Football and Coach Russo. Um he said he wanted his official statement to be on the on the show to uh, get it out there. And I said, let's do it. So we, we did the show a little bit earlier than expected. And, uh, you know, pretty wild shit that, you know, you never know what's going to go viral. And then you, it's a broadcast of you saying, what? <laughs> Dude, I heard that. I, I heard the, like, because I didn't hear obviously you, but then you said point it out. And I just heard the what, and I just like lied. Like, of course, no <laughs> way. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, we posted the full clip uh, on YouTube and Instagram. You guys can go check that out. It's a YouTube short, and it's on our Instagram on our reels uh, run. So go check that out at Underground PHI. Um, if you want to see the play, if you somehow missed it, but it's got like over 10 million views probably by now on Twitter from the video that did surface and go viral. Um, Pretty wild shit, though. Finally moving on, though. So shout out to the boys playing this Thursday at 5 o'clock uh, at Egg Harbor header. Township. A little I double know. header on Thursday night. Yeah, this this bender of, of sports we've been on for the last month or so has been wild. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's insane. Um, also, I know you, you hate to hear this, but Philadelphia now owns Dancing on My Own. 
Yeah, you know. Um, when you get to a championship with it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I you know, um, opportunity lost. That's all. That's all I can really say. It's just, you know, it's a lost opportunity. That song, man. I get so emotional. Banger. I get so Absolute emotional. Banger. And I used to listen to that all throughout. I think it was whatever. Yeah, last year. I was listening to that to start the day, and it was just it, it's yeah a little extra pep. Dude, Callum Scott said he's down to come sing at a Phillies game during the World Series. That might happen on Game Five. That would be Game Five. Dude, imagine if he's at the if we end up winning the World when we end up winning the World Series. If he's Good at the man. when he's at the parade, Hachi Machi performing at the art museum. Good grief! That'd be incredible. Two duality of man. Callum Scott remixing a Robin song, Dancing on My Own, and Meek Mill being the national anthems of Philadelphia is insane. That is, that is yin and yang, man. Yin and yang. <laughs> and every team is playing Dancing on My Own now after wins. The In Union Philly? did it. The Eagles do it. Like, everybody's playing it. <laughs> Dude, Sirianni's repping the Phils. He loves the fightings. Loves the fightings. He loves them some fighting fills. It's incredible. Dude, the Phillies I just saw, they're wearing t-shirts right now um, that have the max capacity of Citizens Bank Park number on them. <laughs> Fucking weapons. Dude, that is, that's so good. Like, that is just, like, I have to applaud them there. That is it's so good. And uh, MLB says the forecast continues to call for rain, and they they will next meet at 6:45 to determine whether they play tonight's game or postpone it. Is it raining there? It's supposed to, allegedly. So they just play, and then what if it rains? Are they, they're going to cancel before the rain. That's Which, so, that's another MLB issue. I have. I'm fine with that because then it doesn't I waste the pitchers. Um, right now, the forecast in Philly is 100% chance of rain at 6 p.m. It's clear at 7, and then 30% at 8 p.m., which is when first pitches are uh, supposed to start. And then 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., it's a 40% chance. And then 11 to 2 a.m., it's a 50% chance, and it's not going to be fully clear until 4 a.m. But what if it, like, just sprinkles? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not the first time it's rained in Philadelphia during a World Series uh, because somebody did tweet here. I want to get who this was correctly uh tyler kepner who he's a baseball columnist for the new york times uh tweeted philadelphia like the rain forecast from the weather app and said worst tradition in baseball the world series game three rain in philadelphia delayed the start of game three here in 1993 2008 2009 and a wet spot on the vet turf caused a key error made by yvonne de jesus in 1983 so death taxes rain on Game Three day in the World Series that the Phils are playing. Dude, his, dude, Mother Nature and history just like love, love repeating in Philadelphia. Yeah, they do. It's not the first time it rained during the World Series in Philly. Who had that game? What game it's was two, that? Two thousand eight. It got no. I know. But part I, of the game got pushed to my birthday, and that's why they won the World Series on my birthday in 08. Oh. I'm with you. I'm with you. So we'll see if they play that game, but uh, let's go Phils. Let's go Birds. Let's go Union. And uh, shout out to the boys over at Kenwood Beer. Stock up on your Kennys for this absolute insane bender we've been on of sports. Uh, Kenwoodbeer.com. Use that all new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And uh, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter and Instagram. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorino. Also, happy first wedding anniversary to my sister and Matt. Um, follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia brings you to the channel. Subscribe, smash that like button, ring the bell icon, comment down below uh, your thoughts on everything Pitts and I discussed on this episode, and uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
Shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades Pickup, Kenwood Beer, Bino Board. All of their info is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. And shout out to our merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. Uh, go to phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your merch uh from our gang over there and podcast merch will be available very very soon you'll know exactly when because we'll put it on social uh but this has been episode number 477 another red october uh, halloween edition of underground sports philadelphia pitch your favorite halloween costume uh one year i went as spider-man that was pretty cool uh and then i went as eminem another year I uh, my parents when I was younger made a lot of my costumes, and one year I was a I was a red Lego brick. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was very cool. Um, just like the square brick, and then I had like the the top portion of it was a smaller, uh, you know, lid, and then they put the the block connectors on them. Yeah. Um, they made me a SpongeBob outfit one year. Oh, I was SpongeBob one year. Um, I was Ash Ketchum one year, homemade. Made the vest, made the gloves, made the hat. Still have the hat. Um, and one year, it was when I first started growing my beard, I uh, I went as the brawny paper towel guy. Just put a flannel on, put jeans, Ugg boots, and carried a pa- uh, paper towel roll around. That's awesome. I went one year as Brett Favre. I was uh, Cole Hamels when, I, uh, when you saw that picture on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Twitter. Got extra candy that year. Oh, that yeah. was great. I went as Drew Bledsoe another year when and my brother had to take me trick-or-treating and he went as Harry Potter. And I wore a Drew Bledsoe jersey, obviously, uh, going around to houses. And this was in 2001. So every house I went to, they asked me when I was getting off the DL. And I was four and had no idea what they were talking about. And Matt, who doesn't know sports like you know, uh, had no idea either. So uh, that was a hilarious experience. And then one year in college, uh, I had a report that i had to do and i did it on steve bartman and i went as steve bartman for oh, halloween incredible i also did a report on steve Bartman. that's weird i did the whole costume i'll send you that picture i have like the headphones on i have yeah, the turtleneck yeah. the sweatshirt that's and i'm just awesome. the glasses and i'm just posed like this yeah, yeah, yeah oh that's good i did chip kelly one year with his clipboard with the s8 thing on the back yeah, yeah, yeah. challenge flag um trying to think of other things i've done i've done a lot Halloween's oh, my favorite Coach holiday. Steve. I went as Coach Steve uh, <laughs> uh, two, two years ago. That's incredible. I talked like this the entire night. I am Coach Steve. That's incredible. That's what I spent my entire Saturday doing, by the way. I um, watched Big Mouth this weekend as well. I binged the entire sixth season, and I might watch it again tonight. because Same. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, I love Halloween. It's freaking bats. And uh, we love you guys. And uh, this has been episode number 477 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Pitts, I'm KB. Till next time, go Phils. We're getting the heck out of here. Peace.